नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरचम दिवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीरए नष्ट प्रायशु अभद्रेशु भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकीमद्भागवतम फिफ्थ कैंटो चैप्टर फोर्टीन द फॉरेस्ट ऑफ इंजॉयमेंट यज्ञापत विधि योगा शंख शिसे प्रकृतिश्वराय नारायणाय हरए नमितुदारम हाशन मृगंतमुदार Translation by His Divine Grace Sri Lopraopad. Even though in the body of a deer, Maharaj Bharat did not forget the supreme personality of Godhead. Therefore, when he was giving up the body of a deer, he loudly uttered the following prayer: "Quote, the supreme personality of Godhead is sacrifice personified." He gives the results of ritualistic activity. He is the protector of religious systems, the personification of mystic yoga, the source of all knowledge, the controller of the entire creation and the super soul in every living entity. He is beautiful and attractive. I am quitting this body offering obeisances unto him and hoping that I may perpetually engage in his transcendental loving service. Uttering this Maharaj Bharat left his body. Purport by Shri Prabhupad The entire Vedas are meant for the understanding of karma, jnana and yoga. fruitive activity speculative knowledge and mystic yoga whatever way of spiritual realization we accept the ultimate goal is narayan the supreme personality of godhead the living entities are eternally connected with him via devotional service as stated in shrimad bhagavatam ante narayana smritihi The perfection of life is to remember Narayan at the time of death. Although Bharat Maharaj had to accept the body of a deer, he could remember Narayan at the time of death. Consequently, he took birth as a perfect devotee in a Brahmana family. This confirms the statement of Bhagavad Gita: "Shuchinam Shrimatam Gehe 
Jogo Bhrashto Bhijayate. One who falls from the path of self-realization takes birth in a family of brahmanas or wealthy aristocrats. Although Maharaj Bharat appeared in the royal family, he became neglectful and took birth as a deer. Because he was very cautious within his deer body, he took birth in a brahmana family as Jarabharat. During this lifetime, he remained perfectly Krishna conscious and preached the gospel of Krishna consciousness directly. Beginning with his instructions to Maharaj Maharaj Rahugana, in this regard, the word Jogaya is very significant. The purpose of Ashtanga Yoga, as stated by Madhvacharya, is to link or connect with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The goal is not to display some material perfection. <clears throat> so, how many of you know the story of Maharaj Bharat? How many of you do not know the anecdote of Maharaj Bharat? Raise your hands, those who do not know. Don't feel shy. Okay, very good. Okay, so <clears throat> here Sukadev Goswami, while instructing Parikshit Maharaj, mentioned about Maharaj Bharat, King Bharat. This anecdote of Maharaj Bharat has also been narrated, also been uh, mentioned in the other part of Srimad Bhagavatam. So, uh, Maharaj Bharat, you see, first of all, uh, we have to understand that whatever has been written in the scriptures are actually factual happening, like history. Do you see the difference between history and stories, novel? What's the difference? History is the actual records. And stories can be imagined by anybody about anything. Right? So history is factual. So what is being mentioned in the Vedic scriptures are actually histories. They are not some concocted fictions. They are not just some fairy tales or imaginary presentation. Whatever has been mentioned in the scriptures are real. How do we make out that they are all real? Because they give a direct, I mean, a defined genealogical uh, uh, description. Like who is who? His, who is his father? Who is his grandfather? Who is his great-grandfather? This way the entire family line is described. Whereas when you read a fiction, do you, at the most you get the name of the father or the grandfather of the person. But you don't go beyond that. So this is how we can see how authentic, how genuine, how true these Vedic anecdotes are, Vedic descriptions are. Maharaj Bharat was the 
was coming in the Sun dynasty. And there are two dynasties, two lines. One is coming from Sun God Suryadev or Vivashwan and the other is coming from Moon God or Somdev, Chandradev. So they are known as Chandravamsa and Suryavamsa. So his entire family line is there. Who is Bharat Maharaj's father? Bharat Maharaj's father was Rishavdev. And Rishavdev was actually an incarnation of the Lord. Shaktavesh avatar. Sometimes the Lord empowers a living entity. And he achieves something wonderful. So <clears throat> Rishavdev had hundred sons and out of them Bharat Maharaj was the eldest and he became the king after his father and out of his hundred other uh, 99 other brothers uh, nine became Navajogendras they are great yogis Kabi, Havi, Antariksha, etc. Prabhuddha, Karabhajan. There are nine great sages. They, although they were the sons of kings, they gave up their kingdom. They gave up their royal lifestyle and took to the life of a, a yogi. The great exalted personalities, their mentions are also there, that they, their instructions that they gave. <clears throat> Bharat Maharaj uh, was the ruler of the entire earth planet. Not only the earth planet, he was the ruler of the entire earth planet including the oceans. Not only the land part, even the ocean part was his kingdom. And here we must note that prior to, say, the Kali Yuga began, uh, as a matter of fact, only about a uh, uh, couple of thousand years back, or maybe two, three thousand years back, is the Indian rulers, the rulers of this land, used to rule the entire earth planet. Uh, like Parikshit Maharaj was one of the last rulers who ruled over the entire earth planet. But as Kali Yuga began, the uh, planet uh, started to become divided. Even we can see some years ago, mm, India's territory reached up to Parsia uh, in the west. And uh, uh, Java uh, Sumatra, like all those countries in Indonesia in the east. Even now if you go to Indonesia you find that they are, although the country is Muslim country, but they are worshipping Ramchandra. They have Ramayan. And it was a custom there that the princes uh, used to play the role of Sita in the drama that they would enact. Uh, and even that land uh, in Indonesia, one island called Bali, it's still Hindu. Uh, it's a Hindu dominated. Uh, all are Hindus there. Although the rest of the country is Muslim. 
in afghanistan yeah you know that what is today's kandahar used to be gandhar uh, gandhar uh, durjodhan's mother was the princess of that place gandhari the daughter of the land of gandhar it is only recently that uh, because the vedic culture is lost those places became separate so the land the earth planet is actually known as bharatvarsha the entire earth is known as bharat bharatvarsha but bharatvarsha is the land where vedic culture is practiced so when in some place people do not want to follow the vedic culture that becomes separated from bharat and in the past we can see in the recent past uh, this land became divided as pakistan where they didn't want to follow the vedic culture and now that even in india even in this land of bharatvarsha the vedic culture is not practiced it's not known as bharatvarsha it is known as india or hindustan not bharatvarsha so this is how we can see that how the vedic culture is the culture of this earth planet and due to the influence of the age of kali when the vedic culture is deteriorates uh, due to the influence of the age of kali the vedic culture is lost bharatvarsha is also extinct so anyway the point is until parikshit maharaj say before the kali yuga started uh, it was the bharat that was the entire earth planet enter and the rulers of india used to rule over entire earth planet and bharat maharaj was one such ruler and and he uh, left his kingdom uh, and went to the forest he went to the forest can you imagine a king leaving his kingdom and walking away from everything and going to the forest what to speak of a king leaving his kingdom how many of us will be able to leave everything and go to the forest although our possession may be so insignificant now why did they go to the forest in order to in order to become completely absorbed in serving krishna because when we stay in the material nature we become dis- there are so many distractions there are so many things that are uh, diverting our mind from krishna especially in the age of kali and as the time is passing you will see the diversions are increasing uh, like uh, 10 20 years back how many billboards you used to see by the side of the road hardly any right and now the roadsides are filled with in the cities filled with billboards 
Nowadays in cities you see every building, the ground floor is shops. <laughs> like in my childhood I didn't see like that. Even in the most congested areas it was not like that. So this is how Kali Yuga is increasing the destructions of the mind. But <clears throat> actually, anyway, so the point is, if one wants to become absorbed in Krishna consciousness, it is better that he stays away from this crowded city atmosphere. But still, we prefer to stay in the cities for the sake of preaching. Like you can, one may question, why ISKCON is in the cities? You say in one hand that the devotees like to be away from the destructions, but why ISKCON is not in the forest? Prabhupada answered that question very nicely. He said, I would have been happy sitting on the bank of a, the Ganges under a tree. But then you wouldn't have come. <laughs> so in order to deliver the fallen conditioned souls of this age, the sadhus, the devotees of the Lord in this age are going out. Say for example, if we didn't come to Ujjain, how many of you would have been a devotee of Krishna? Okay, because of our coming here, how many of you have become devotees of Krishna? So that's the thing, like, that is why we had to come here. So, anyway, time was different when Bharat Maharaj was here. So he left everything, went to the forest. And while he was living in the forest, he was completely absorbed in Krishna consciousness. But one day, he saw a deer hearing the roaring of a lion became afraid. And she tried to jump across the river. But she fell and she was pregnant. And she gave birth to the baby deer and she died. So Bharat Maharaj saw that this baby deer is being carried away by the current of the ocean, current of the river. So he went and rescued that deer. Now this just newborn baby deer needed so much attention. So Bharat Maharaj was taking care of the deer. And while taking care of the deer, Bharat Maharaj develops his attachment to the deer. And he started to think, if he didn't see the deer, first of all, when the deer uh, would in front of him huh? like he would feel so attracted to the deer oh such a sweet child uh, then if the deer didn't show up for some time Bharat Maharaj would feel extremely worried oh where did the deer go 
did some ferocious animal come and kill that deer, attack the deer. In this way, in the thoughts of being attached to the deer, Bharat Maharaj forgot about his uh, Krishna consciousness. He forgot about Krishna. Like, not forget, but he was, most of the time he was thinking about the deer. So this is how we are, this is how susceptible we are uh, to the allurements of material attachments. Like see Bharat Maharaj, <coughs> Bharat Maharaj gave up everything, <coughs> gave up everything, his kingdom, his family, his wife, his children, uh, his citizens, comfortable life, opulence, gave up everything, came to the forest. But in the forest he became attached to this insignificant deer. This is how strong Maya is and this is how careful we have to be. Uh, Maya can come in so many ways. Like here we are seeing, although he gave up everything, but here the allurements of Maya came to him in this way. He became so attached to the deer that he was always thinking about the deer. And in the process he forgot Krishna. And when the time came for him to leave his body, he left his body thinking about the deer. So when one leaves his body thinking about something, what happens? Do you know? He gets that kind of body in his next life. So <clears throat> Bharat Maharaj got the body of a deer. But although he got the body of a deer because of his spiritual advancement, he did not forget about his spiritual life. He remembered everything. In spite of getting the body of a deer, he was a jatismar. Jatismar means one who remembers his past life. And because he became aware of his mistake, he saw that just this attachment to this baby deer caused him forget Krishna and he deviated from the spiritual path of devotional service. Therefore, even though he got the body of a deer, he decided not to be attached. The possibility was there that the deer could have become attached to the mother deer, father deer, then wife deer, then son deer, daughter deer. That possibility was there, so he just completely rejected that. As soon as he could stand up and walk, he just walked away from his mother. And he came to the ashram of the sages, where they used to spend their time discussing about Krishna. So uh, he used to just sit there, listen to the sadhus speaking about Krishna. 
And not only that, he did not indulge in any kind of uh, enjoyment. What is the enjoyment of a deer? Soft green grass, tender leaves. (laughs) He would not even indulge in that also. Not taking even soft green grass. He used to eat the dry leaves that fell from the trees. And in this way, Bharat Maharaj spent his time uh, in the not indulging in any kind of material comfort or material enjoyment and being completely absorbed in thinking about Krishna. So now we can see the prayer that Bharat Maharaj offered at the time of leaving his body. Although he is in the body of a deer, you can see how his consciousness was. As Bharat Maharaj, he forgot Krishna. Now even as a deer, he remembered Krishna. (laughs) So when he was leaving his body, he is actually praying to Krishna. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is sacrifice personified. He gives the results of ritualistic activity. He is the protector of religious systems, the personification of mystic yoga, the source of all knowledge, the controller of the entire creation, and the super soul in every living entity. He is beautiful and attractive. I am quitting this body, offering obeisances unto him, and hoping that I may perpetually engage in his transcendental loving service. So, and as a result of that, Bharat Maharaj in his next life was born as Jaro Bharat. He was born in a Brahmin family. But still he remembered his past lives. Life of his life of a deer, and he also remembered his life as Bharat Maharaj, and he saw the consequence of material attachment. Therefore, from his childhood, he started to behave like a retarded child. Hindi me kya bolta hai? Gunga bolta hai kya? Gunga. So, samjha gunga kya hota hai? Vaisa gunga jaise behave karne laga. As if he doesn't understand anything. As if he can't speak. No intelligence. Why he did that? Otherwise, he could become attached. But behaving like this, nobody was attached to him. Only his father. His father was very fond of him. And he tried to make him study the scriptures as a brahmana. (laughs) And he wanted him to get initiated. But even then he would not respond to his father. When his father would say, Om Bhur Bhubasa, he would say, Like, Bacha Bolo, Bong Bhur Bhubasa. 
you would not respond and this is how bharat was pretending to be jara means retarded as if inert no intelligence no so this is how bharat maharaj you know as a bharat bharat jara bharat started to behave and he went through so much in his life when his father left his body then his brothers deprived him of the father's property they started to treat him like a servant and not only his brothers the neighbors also used to take advantage oh bharat bhook laga hai okay mere ghar mein aao ये बर्तन साफ करो ये घर साफ करो ये सब्जी काटो देंडरस्टैंड the paddy field uh, because at night the animals sometimes come and destroy the harvest uh, you all do that also i have noticed here they have what's it called that the human form scarecrow. a scarecrow right scarecrow and also sometimes at night uh, they sit with the uh, can and hit it so that the animals will run away uh. so jara bharat was engaged in that activity so at that time some dacoits uh, who are looking for <coughs> those who are planning to give sacrifice an a, a, a human being to kali there the person they got for sacrifice is anyway now the time for worship of kali is going away they have to offer a human being in time so they found jara bharat in the field so they caught him and took him to be offered to kali they bathed him uh, jarabhar din protest they put a uh, garland of uh, hibiscus flower java rakta java kya bolte ho hindi mein ha uh, hibiscus red flower wo kali ko diya jata hai acha <coughs> they put a garland of uh, gudha flower <laughs> and they put him uh, into the jupkashtha uh, you see that u shaped uh, wood and with some holes that locks the neck of the animal so they put jarabharat on that his neck uh, into that still jarabharat didn't protest मारो भी राखो भी जो इच्छा तो हारा दैट इज द एटीट्यूड ऑफ अ डिवोटी ही डजेंट डिफेंड हिमसेल्फ दैट इज दैट इज द सिम्टम ऑफ एन एग्जॉल्टेड डिवोटी ही इज सो डिपेंडेंट ही इज सो सरेंडर्ड टू कृष्णा दैट दे ही डजेंट इवन ट्राई टू डिफेंड हिमसेल्फ इन सच अ क्रिटिकल सिचुएशन 
but when they were about to of sacrifice jarbharat in to kali kali couldn't tolerate that she appeared piercing that murti she picked up that chopper that the dacoits were planning to uh, cut the head of jarbharat she picked up the chopper and started to kill all these dacoits so this is how the lord and her devotees protect the devotee kali is a devotee vaishnavi mata uh, kali is a vaishnavi kali is lords uh, external potency mahamaya so this is how uh, <coughs> kali actually instead of i mean kali why not while protecting jarabharat slaughtered all her so called devotees so those devotees kali don't treat them kali doesn't treat them as her devotees just as lord shiva doesn't treat them as their had his devotees those who approach lord shiva with some desire give me this give me that shiva doesn't treat them as devotee shiva gives them benediction very quickly lord shiva because he simply wants to get rid of them because they simply create disturbance to them him he baba bholenath ye de aur lord shiva's attitude is kya mangta hai ye chahiye bhag yahan se le le aur bhag yahan se that is lord shiva's attitude whereas lord shiva is eagerly waiting for the association of the devotees of the lord and i can say that lord shiva is so happy that iskon temple has come to his place he's so happy so <clears throat> so this is how uh, we see the attitude of a devotee a devotee is always uh, surrendered to krishna uh, and uh, even a devotee gets an animal body still he doesn't forget krishna because one spiritual advancement goes along with the spirit soul as he shifts from one body to another body his krishna consciousness remains because krishna consciousness is not with the body krishna consciousness is with the soul therefore it always remains without any diminution without any without any decreasing therefore ha salpam appasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayat that even if one performs krishna consciousness it will save him from great, great danger and from bharat maharaj's thing we can see although in one lifetime he became he became sort of forgetful of krishna but 
Krishna made arrangements for him uh, to continue in his spiritual progress. As the bo- in the body of a deer, he was making spiritual progress. And as Jarubharat, he was a pure devotee. So that is the uh, point that Sukadev Goswami is making here uh, to Parikshit Maharaj. That when one becomes a devotee of the Lord, uh, the Lord takes care of him. A devotee never forgets the Lord and Lord never forgets the devotee. Therefore, when one surrenders unto him, Krishna takes care of him. But we should be careful that we do not deviate. In that respect, one question comes up, you know, like, how could it happen to Bharat Maharaj who was so exalted? The answer to that is that shows how susceptible, how vulnerable a living entity is. Therefore, one must remain in the association of devotees. If Bharat Maharaj was in the association of devotees, then this possibility wouldn't have been there. The other devotees would have reminded him, Maharaj, what are you doing? (laughs) You are developing your attachment to this deer. And you are neglecting your spiritual activities. But unfortunately, there was no one to remind him that. Whereas we are in such a nice situation. We are surrounded by devotees and if there is any possibility of deviating, then the devotees will remind us. And if we are open to the instructions, good advices, then we will accept it. And we'll be safe. Therefore, the instruction is always remain in the association of devotee. <clears throat> That's why it is said that Maya is very strong. Maya is very strong. Therefore, one should be very, very careful. But Maya is Krishna's potency, but Maya is Krishna's external potency. Whereas, association of devotees is Krishna's internal potency. So, association of devotees is stronger than Maya. Therefore, the instruction is always remain in the association of devotees. Therefore, in order to create the good fortune, Srila Prabhupada created ISKCON. So wherever we go, we get the association of devotees. Hmm. And wherever you are, create that association of devotees. Like in the base, you are finding association of devotees. Is it helping you in your spiritual life? How many of you think that the association or the atmosphere in the base is helping you in your spiritual life. And are you sincerely studying also? Don't neglect your studies. So the association of devotees also should inspire you in your studies. Because as a devotee, you should be the best. Never, because a devotee never neglects 
his responsibility. Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande. Does anybody have oh, <coughs> questions? Quite a few questions already from the internet. Dinavatsala Das, Bangalore. My question is from yesterday's class. As you know that Srila Prabhupada was not very much interested in marrying, but since he hadn't met his spiritual master, so he accepted his father's wish to marry. Is the understanding correct that Srila Prabhupada accepted Grihastha Ashram only in order to set the example for future generations? How to practice pure devotional service while being engaged in household activities and even while running a very successful business? Yes, uh, very good understanding. Dina Vatsala, Prabhu, uh, Hare Krishna. And good lesson for all the householders. Right? Uh, as householders, you set the perfect example of devotional service. Samjhe ho? Thik hai? Kon mante ho? Householders. Only so few householders. Hatutha Mohan Rupa. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Jagamohan Das is Kanujain. How did it go? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. He's in the. Yeah. Guru Maharaj, as you mentioned, that because people who are not following Vedic culture, they were separated from Bharatvarsha. We see today that almost whole world is following Vedic culture. Will it again merge and the land again be called Bharatvarsha? Very good point. Huh? Very good point, Jagamohan. I thought of mentioning it, but I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, as Krishna consciousness spreads all over the world, one day the whole world again will become Bharatvarsha. <laughs> Anukul Krishna Das also from Ujjain. <laughs> Is it true that the deer later on came back as Rahugana? No. The deer later on came back. Oh, okay, the deer child, the deer cab. Could be, could be, because he received such a mercy from uh, Bharat Maharaj. Uh, uh, Anukul Krishna, where did you get that from? I would like to know. Ah. So if you have that reference somewhere, that will be very nice. That deer for whom Maharaj Bharat became attached to, that deer came as Rahugana. That's the point he's making. It's quite possible. Quite possible. Kirti Kumari Dasi from Mayapur. Whoever remembers Krishna at the time of death will attain him. I think in the purport it's mentioned that Bharat Maharaj as a deer remembered the Lord in intensely, yet he took another birth. Was his remembrance not complete because he had a deer body? Did the Lord want to educate us and that's why he took birth again? Is it eventually up to Krishna if we go back to him even if he remembered him at death? Hmm? Is it eventually up to Krishna 
if you go back to him even if you remember him and death uh well there are two ways to look at it that yes in order to achieve perfection one needs a human body mm. so in the dear body he uh, got the opportunity to burn out all his karma and then and as jarabharat he was a pure devotee uh, and that's one consideration and the second consideration as you mentioned it's up to krishna what he will Uh, what he'll do and even in human body uh, one may get a second chance like ajamil uh, ajamil in namabhash chanted the name of the lord narayan indicating uh, his son which is called sanket namabhash uh, indicating someone else but uttering the name of narayan as a result of that he got a second chance jamdutas were driven away but he couldn't be elevated to the spiritual world he had to, he then he had to go to haridwar and practice devotional service and then he went back to godhead okay one or two questions i can take jamuna priya yeah that's how we have to see that the lord uses his devotees to teach us some lessons uh, just as he comes himself to teach us lesson he uses his devotees also to teach us some lessons yeah ha huh? well uh, there is no need to you know no need to imitate an exalted devotee right but it's good like remain unaffected right be unaffected to insults and injury mm. that is what really matters and sometimes it is helpful actually uh, to remain deaf and dumb like that but then you won't be able to preach <laughs> all right so for the sake of preaching uh, we have to use our intelligence we have to use all our uh, abilities and facilities shanta siramani das very shanta siramani hiding behind <laughs> guru maharaj dhanyavad pranam he have told for practicing krishna consciousness villages better than the cities cities are only for preaching purpose my question is if one does not like city area 
or is not engaged in preaching purpose, then should he go to any remote place or village area? Uh, well, if you can preach in the village or remote place, you can go there. <laughs> you see, our business is not bhajananandi. Our system is goshtianandi. Goshtianandi means who remain in a goshti, in a group. Uh, as I said, this group is necessary to, to secure our spiritual life. If you are alone, ah, you are running the risk of being attacked by Maya. Therefore, ah, like trying to lead a solitary life is not safe in this age because we are not strong enough. <clears throat> Even great, great personalities become victims of Maya. Uh, Vishamitra Muni, he was meditating for 64,000 years. And Menaka came, 64,000 years of tapasya went down the drain. <laughs> Uh, so Vishamitra, such an exalted personality, could fall down like that. So what to speak of? And Vishamitra needed Manoka to fall down. Uh, in Kali Yuga living entities, who knows what they will need to fall down. Therefore, don't stay in a solitary place. Uh, stay where the devotees are. Now if you are staying in a village, then uh, try to preach. Or at least cultivate the land, cultivate cows. Mm. If you want, we can make some arrangement for you. <laughs> because we need some devotees to take care of the cows. And most probably we'll send them to a nice village somewhere. Shanti Sudamani, are you ready to go? <laughs> okay, so. Vimal, now we can shift the cows to Nalwa land. <laughs> yes, Kishori. अच्छी भक्त जो हैं वो हर समय भगवान को याद करते हैं और कभी भगवान को नहीं भूलते हैं हाँ हर समय भगवान के शरण में रहते हैं जब मैं परसों बताया था भक्तों का 26 गुण हैं हाँ उनमें से एक है मुखिया और 25 है गोना एक है तत एक है स्वरूप लक्षण और बाकी 25 है तत्स्थ लक्षण वो स्वरूप वो केवल भगवान के शरण में रहते हैं सो so, जो भगवान के शरण में आए हैं वो है सही भक्त ठीक है ओके सो आई विल स्टॉप नाउ थैंक यू ऑल वेरी मच ऑल ग्लोरीज टू शिल प्रोपा गौर प्रेमानंदी हरि हरि बोल